0: Help Me Be Me, straightforward tools to create positive change in yourself. I'm your host, Sarah May. I'm a writer, director, and an all-around happy person. Today's show is about fat thoughts, or negative emotions and feelings of powerlessness related to food and your weight. Throughout the episode, I'm going to say her, but know that I mean guys and girls, because it's a topic that's universal, so just keep that in mind. So if you're listening to this, guy or girl, I'm guessing that you think you're fat, or you struggle with self-bullying emotions around your weight. Or maybe you place a level of importance on your physical body that directly dictates whether or not you're happy in a day. Or maybe it's just that eating is fearful and you feel like you almost are not safe around food. It's never natural to eat, it's more about control. Or maybe you constantly battle your weight and you have suffered from overeating issues your entire life. You dream of thinness and freedom from fear from food. Or maybe you think that if you were just skinny, you'd be so happy and fulfilled and everything in your life would be easier. Things would make sense. And in this skinny dream, people love you more. Work, school, and life is easier in general. You may or may not realize this, but logically, the fantasy is false. But I know that it's hard to emotionally let go of it. And that is the most important part of this thought process. It's an emotional one, not a rational one. The more you get obsessed with the struggle against your weight and how it has so much importance placed on it, the farther you move from the simple solution. Things become dire. What's at stake is so massive. It's your self-worth on the line. Whether or not you're happy, popular, in love, you get that job, you have friends, you're doing well in school, it's all reliant on whether or not you can diet. And all that pressure placed on whether or not you can withhold from a certain amount of food. Holy cow, what a terrifying amount of stress and pressure. No wonder you feel out of control. Imagine if that was, that was riding on making a half-court shot in a televised basketball game. Of course you'd miss. That's an epic amount of fear of failure, and it just makes focus impossible. Negative emotions blind you. They prevent you from taking productive action. It's like trying to run in the dark. You're fearful, and there's just no clear path so the difference is emotion if you feel you are fat or you could be fat and it's a terrifying prospect that's out of your control most likely the source of your feelings are in a place that you're not looking it's a really deceptive issue because it veils itself we see in culture so we feel like our feelings are validated it's all a ruse it's really not the true source so what are those feelings connected to Most issues with food come from a long time ago. Food becomes the label, or a metaphor for the feelings that we can't put away. I know it sounds far-fetched, but it's totally logical when you have context. You may find this hard to believe because your whole life you've battled your weight, or you've always assumed it's just the result of the truth that you love to eat, or that you hate working out, or you think you're just lazy in general. Nope! Your problems are emotional. They have nothing to do with the labels you've given your vices. And that's your brain making sense of the pain and discomfort that's coming from nowhere or maybe somewhere you just can't examine yet. We create terms for our pain when we can't deal with those feelings. When things in life get scary or painful, by nature, as a human, you want it to be simple. So the simplest terms, in your control, become the true cause of your pain. So you'll look for the simplest thing to designate as The uncomfortable feelings, whatever they happen to be. So when you label your pain, you give it terms to manage it. Your brain is trying to empower you to control it, to make it okay. This is where a lot of us get stuck, that it will be okay if blank. If I were taller, if I had better skin, if I had the right kind of hair, etc. If blank, I would find a boyfriend. If blank, I would be popular. If blank, I would get paid more, I would be happy. For example, the reason that guy doesn't like me is because I have a gut. That's a way more approachable concept that your brain wants to assign. Otherwise, you're in the dark and you have no control whatsoever. I'm not trying to say that this is in not some way a true effect on your happiness. I know that when we're looking our best, we tend to act our best. And when we act our best, we feel our best. And then we get that inner glow of confidence and we smile. People take notice. I understand that culture does reward the person who smiles and does morning runs on the beach, but that has nothing to do with this message. The most important point is your cure does not live in this conclusion. What you're focusing on does not result in what you want. What it results in is imbalance, terror, inner pain, fear of food, a lack of connection to your inner feelings, and you're mislabeling your inner pain and its source. What I'm describing is the trap, what you perceive to be the reality of your situation. And the trap is confirmed by everything you see in culture. But that said, everyone's trap is different. It's in its most basic form, an impossible standard defined by bad feelings around you and what's wrong with you, where you get mentally stuck and suffer in cycles. If you fail to fulfill the standard you've set, you feel worthless. And then if you succeed, you're terrified to fail in the future. In short, you create a tightrope. And that tightrope creates a constant state of imbalance and one that forces you to become separate from your body because it is the body that's betraying you. It must be punished or policed or kept in line. And this is where the trouble really starts because when you're not listening to what your body is saying, uh, you're really fighting against telling it to shut up. And your body will tell you, Things that are not right, and when you don't trust yourself, you're gonna betray yourself, and your inner body will be something you're trying to keep in line. So, whatever tightrope, a.k.a. ideal, you take on as the ideal as your truth, you define what it must be to relieve your pain. So, maybe your tightrope is perf- isn't perfection, or maybe it's just you know ten pounds, or maybe it's uh you just don't want to be obese and you're terrified of being obese and that as a concept is something you're constantly trying to navigate around so you're almost like you're in a hostage situation you don't trust yourself because you are the enemy because you have to be kept in line or else so it's like you create this separate self that you will not listen to and therefore you start this very abusive and sick relationship where you're punishing yourself and you're also not able to tell what is going on inside. So I'm going to pause for a minute and I want to ask what your trap is. So what are the fears and what are the conditions of those fears? So just think on it in a moment. What scares you about yourself? Or what do you not trust about yourself? Or what is this ultimate fear that is possible? And what are the immense repercussions the body image trap is extremely toxic because we find validation all around us in culture. So the bad feelings are confirmed and you believe your emotions and their cause are justified. Every time you see a celebrity magazine in the grocery store aisle or one of your friends says something like they hate their body, you're told, oh, man, my fears are totally valid because everybody else sees it too. I want to go back to the most important part of this section because I know this is a lot to take in. I understand that culture places importance on physical looks. And I know that people are more inclined to reward the beautiful. But my point is, your cure is not here. It does not live in this conclusion. What you're focusing on does not result in what you want. What it results is is imbalance. You're creating terror and pain and a fear of food and potentially an imbalance with food. So because the key to physical health lies in mental health and rational thinking, calm and balance, I want you to do a mental exercise. I want you to separate the emotion. So picture yourself when you're happy. Things get simple. Your step is light. Everything is manageable and easy and no biggie. I mean, menial tasks like going to the post office are almost fun. And when obstacles get in your way, you can manage them. You can navigate accordingly. And if you have a problem, you solve it. You find the solution. Things are logical. Think about yourself and think about your weight or your issues with diets or about food or your feelings of lack of control. And what are those feelings? Is it negative? Are they rational? Are they deductive? Or do you have pangs of fear? If your view on those things is not logical, then they are emotional. And if you are unable to act rationally related to this thing, it's most likely because you have emotionally mislabeled the source of your problems. So when food and eating is rational and you need to diet, you get to decide. There is no powerlessness. You get to decide you're going to work out more. You decide to eat salads at lunch. Whatever it is, you take logical steps. You're a smart person. You know how to go about the laundry it's exactly the same you're not fearful and running you're sober and aware and the measures you take are practical because you're able to separate your feelings from them so what are the feelings connected to most issues with food come from a really long time ago food becomes a label or the metaphor for feelings that we can't put away so when we have really uncomfortable feelings Even if it doesn't seem like it's that bad in retrospect, when you're a kid, it's really, really hard to manage them. So often what we do is we have to create terms so that we can feel safe with them because to admit that we are powerless or to just stuff them is is very painful. So instead we put a name on it like, ah, this is from this thing that's wrong. So maybe you're asking, but I'm a smart, capable person. Why is this pain so buried, and how did it even start? And how come I haven't noticed it? In my mind, it's not so bad. Well, I know it's hard to identify really overwhelming emotions, especially when they're from childhood, because it's like that thing people say about childbirth. You you forget pain. You just forget the experience as it was in the moment, because it's very, very intense. So when you're a kid, things are a lot more overwhelming, because in many ways, you are powerless over... All of your life and your future. You rely on grown-ups to take care of you. You need to be fed. You need to be clothed. So you are very, very vulnerable. And uh, when you're young, when you are trying to manage really painful feelings, it's because it's for survival. It's not like you have the knowledge to get yourself out of middle school and find a job. And it's not like you have the means to buy your own house because you don't like your parents. So you're just trapped. And so Oftentimes, if we're trapped in a situation that makes us very vulnerable, we will mislabel those feelings because sometimes that's the only way we can deal with them. And sometimes it's because we're not ready, and sometimes it's because they're just too painful, and we just can't tolerate it. So here are a few examples of common sources of pain that relate to food control. Number one... Separate feeling, uh, feeling separate or different from others. So either culturally or physically, uh, maybe you had to move to a place where you were very different and that felt really scary, like a new school, a new town. Number two, growing up with a parent who was incapable in some way. So maybe they fell apart emotionally or they were depressed or they had a really bad temper or they suffered from addiction or alcoholism and kids often, Take that on as I'm not going to be taken care of or I'm not loved. It's just because your parent is supposed to take care of you and you're supposed to be able to rely on them. So if you feel like you can't, it usually is internalized as uh, I'm not loved or I'm not cared for. And that's really, 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 really painful for a kid. Uh, Number three, parents who don't acknowledge or notice when you're in pain. And maybe they pretended you are invisible or it just seems like they don't care. And that is usually a symptom of uh, parents that are either incapable because of their parents or it's just a result of depression. Maybe they have um, their own issues they're dealing with and so they're not available to be parents. But again, kids internalize that as, ah, this is because I'm not worth loving or I'm not going to be taken care of. So that's terrifying if you're a kid. Oh my God, no one's going to help me. What do I do? Uh, so, <laughs> number four. Parents are authority figures who shame you for who you are. So maybe they react negatively to things about you or your tastes. And that can come from just culture and the baggage we get from childhood. So if your parents are way different, they're not going to really relate to you. And that could be painful. Number five. Stress around a new environment. Like a... Uh, big move or a change, like a new school or a new town, just stress in general. And that's a lot to take on and internalize. I mean, it's so so much uncertainty and so much that you can't control or anticipate. And so that feeling of panic can leave very, very deep scars uh, that will continue to echo throughout your life. Number six, a trauma that causes you to experience an intense feeling of fear. So even if it's brief, if you go through something that heightens your Uh, adrenaline to a certain level, it's going to hit this other point in your brain that makes absolutely no sense. So for example, if you're in a car accident, or uh, if you witness some violence, or uh, any situation where your brain cannot compute what's happening in front of you, sometimes that in itself will create a blip in your brain that will forever re-echo through your life. So like I'm describing post-traumatic stress disorder, but a lot of us I think don't realize how uh, likely or common that is it doesn't mean that it's as severe as what you hear about in uh, war veterans but it's it's a pretty common thing because your brain has this whole language of what happens in your life setup and so when one thing betrays that to such a severe degree it just can't live with your other experiences so you're kind of your brain's kind of trying to anticipate this terrible thing happening again. Like, when is it going to happen again? Why did that thing happen again? And even if it's like slowly sunk in back into the recesses of your brain, that feeling in itself will come back in these random situations that you would not even think in a million years had anything to do with it. And suddenly, you're you're feeling this very intense ang- anxiety. I like to call them ghost feelings. Um, so you start to feel this anxiety and you're like, Oh, what the hell is this from? I bet it's from my worries about money. Or uh, I bet it's from being upset that I'm alone on a Saturday. Yeah, it's probably it. Or I bet it's from, uh, being so bummed about my weight. Yeah, that's probably why I feel crappy. And that's pretty much how it happens. Like, You start to label bad feelings when they come up because it's like, oh, crap, what is this bad feeling? I have to figure out why. I have to figure out why. Because your brain wants to make sense of it. Your your brain wants to put it in container. Um, So right now, I want you to think on it for a moment and uh, try and figure out... Don't go too far in case it's something really gnarly, but just think on it. If there was something in your past that you feel like could have contributed to any kind of negative feelings, um, maybe... About yourself or about whether or not you're worthy of love or if people like you enough. I know that sounds a little touchy-feely but something to do with self-doubt or feeling like you wish you were better because of some specific circumstance. Well now I want you to wipe that negativity off of your brain and now think of yourself. Imagine your life without this feeling and without this negative vice without any of these emotions or feelings of terror or lack of control related to food or diet or weight or nutrition. And just picture what that life would be like. Things are simple, right? I mean, logical. You eat when you're hungry. And if you need to lose weight, you'll exercise and eat better. I know that this is the tough part because you get stuck in this cloud and that cloud, cloud in this cloud, everything feels like it's valid, that these issues are valid. But that is the trap because it's completely severed from the true cause of the problem. So what you're trying to stay aware of is that the true issue you're suffering from is a result of your fear and panic around it. So why it's important to understand and acknowledge that you are in your own emotional trap? Because the more you get obsessed with the struggle against your weight and how it has so much weight placed on it, the farther you move from solving it. And so even though you understand that now, you may you hopefully understand that now. It's really hard to remember it when you're emotionally spinning. So when you're getting those panicky feelings or your brain starts to bully you and you're getting overwhelmed and feeling like you don't have any control, I think it's really helpful to write kind of a uh, a truth that you can rely on and refer back to from a sober, rational place. So Sometimes in the face of very powerful emotions that cloud my vision, I like to write myself a letter and then I place it in a earmarked page in my journal. So if you're able to do this, I want you to do this right now. Um, and if you're stuck in a cloud right now and you're feeling emotionally triggered, don't force it. But if you do have clarity right now, tell yourself the truth so that you can refer to it later when the when things get emotionally difficult. so, whatever you need to remember about what you know right now. It's basically confirming yourself to yourself that truly the issue is not about food. Your feelings around it are connected to something else. That's all you really have to say. Um, So what you really want to give yourself is a way to acknowledge the why and understand that you're trapped inside a bubble. And in order to proceed effectively to a solution, You've got to stop hurting yourself and bullying yourself and being terrified and upset and spinning out of control. So I know that it's easy to say that and know that you logically should do something like that, but in the moment it can be really, really hard to know what steps to take. Um, so I'm going to give you a shorthand list of some very practical, basic first steps that you can take. Um, and. I would like to say, depending on the severity of what you suffer from, you should strongly consider going to a therapist um, because it's better to get this solved and be done with it than suffer a life of torture. And I know it's going to take a bit of work, but I think if you're feeling like a negative reaction to what I'm saying right now, it's probably because your brain is trying to preempt and prevent you from going through any pain. And I can tell you it's not what you think it will be and it's not as hard as your brain is making you feel it will be in fact you have no idea what it will be like or any of the future facts because you haven't gone through it yet you have no idea what is going to happen if you're you might love it so let go of the future let go of what if don't go there yet for right now empower yourself that's all you have to do Empower yourself, empower yourself, empower yourself and just do it in the most basic ways. This is only for you to feel better about you and it's only for you to be able to take care of you. So you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You won't do anything you want you don't want to do and don't go there yet. Just don't even think about it yet. All you have to do right now is start to just take better care of yourself and set up kind of a safety plan for yourself. And as you get used to that and as you get really good at taking care of yourself, what happens is your limbs are freed up to do other things while they're not so busy preventing you from basically running into a wall. Um, So to summarize, depending on the severity of your problem, you might need therapy. Deal with that. If you can't deal with it right now, don't. Here's some basic steps. So... If you want to grab a pen, I'll go through them. I'll recap them at the end, but the gist of them is just to stay rational. I mean, the tips I'm giving you are just to stay grounded and in your body, because that's the only thing that you really need to do. And sometimes in your body is going to be painful and it's going to feel uncomfortable. And so when you're in that place and you feel like you can't be in your body, what you need to do is figure out a way to soothe your body that is somewhere outside of what you're relying on right now. So, um, you need to medicate the negativity with different brain calming exercises. So here they go. Um, so here are just what I use and, uh, just know that when it feels like you're powerless and you're overwhelmed in reality, you're always in control and it just feels like you're not in the moment. Um, and so when you start to panic, the best thing to do is just don't think do. Get yourself out of that situation immediately. And all it takes is doing it once. I know it feels like you're powerless and in the moment you can't think, but it's like you can think. And in that very tiny little millisecond when your brain is trying to tell you, get out of here, get out of here, fucking get out of there. Pardon my French. But that's the moment when you have that emergency cord. Just do it. Just whatever you're... So what we're creating right now is a safety net You're going to have the list of things that you're supposed to do in that time. Do it. Just don't even think. Just do it. Act. Use your body before your brain can tell you it's not a good idea or talk you out of it. That is the most crucial moment in this brain retraining. So all of these are based around when you're overwhelmed, medicating the anxiety with something that's healthy. And the easier uh, that becomes, the more in control you're going to be. And the more in control you are, the more you're able to figure out your next step. So this is just a basic rundown of steps you need to take now. Um, when you're really overwhelmed, like super, super overwhelmed, and you're like, oh, I need to get out of my house, I don't know where to go. Just the only thing I can tell you is most important is stay in your body. I know when you're feeling like overwhelmed and you're upset, the, the thing you want to do is to get out of your body. And usually that's going to be... With alcohol or with food or with some sort of maybe it's a guy it's not good for you or whatever it is you're going to go to something that's going to soothe you in a way that's not healthy and so in those moments it's really really important to take diligent care of yourself in like really silly I say silly but basic ways so whether it's taking a hot bath or it's watching a comedy you've seen 8,000 times or doing your nails Or just pamper yourself, basically. Do something that is very, very simple but rewarding to you as a person. Um, And then, if you can, call a friend that will support you. Or uh, write to yourself in your journal. Or read some of the past truths that you've written down just to reaffirm where you are. Um, Whatever it is, do something that will take you out of that negative state of mind Like reach out to the first three or four things on your list of the safety net. And then uh, preempt. So plan for triggers. So write this list of things that you can do when you get into like a panicky dark place um, or a thought process. Like if you're going in circles about what's wrong with you or you start to talk negatively to yourself, you want to create predetermined actions that you will do when that begins. Just decide them. So I call them if-thens, but if you're going to write a list of them, like if I start to get into a bad place, I am going to, one, go for a walk around the block. Two, get it in the bath, take a hot bath, play music that I love that makes me happy. Three, I'm going to do a, a handstand. Anything that's going to create positive chemicals in your body um, and also remove you from that environment. And a lot of us have these environments that are, they seem like they're safe, but because you have been in this thought process that's a little bit dysfunctional or, or you can't see your way out of it, your environment will remind you of this thought process and like almost reaffirm it and tell you it's true. So it's like you're, it's almost like you've been in a, a pet store in this little cube and then you see this cube and you, just see, you think that's the world. So um, I think get out of the cube, whatever it is. Go for a walk, get, change your environment, change your, whatever you're looking at, remove your brain from what it is attributing to your limited sphere of uh, awareness at that time. Um, Another very basic one, but it's hard to remember to do this or even to know that it's affecting you. Make sure your blood sugar is level. And that means, you know, Stay away from refined sugars, stay away from carbs. It's so delicate and it seems like it wouldn't be that hard, but I mean, there are certain times that I've eaten like a bagel and I've been like, ah, it's a bagel once in a while, it's fine, whatever. Uh, And then like at 3 PM, I'm like bawling and I'm like, why is my life so terrible? Oh my God. And it's because it's the bagel. You ate carbs. It's just the blood sugar. It's going to shoot through the roof and then it's going to plummet. And that just means keep fruit on hand keep uh, carrot sticks on hand, whatever it is, keep a vegetable and a fruit nearby. And when you start, that's like the first place I go. It's like when I'm getting like emotionally wacky, it's probably cause I didn't eat something that good for breakfast or for lunch. So we might want to just have a slice of orange if you're starting to get like way emotionally wacky. Cause you'd be surprised how distorted reality becomes if you haven't eaten the right meal. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure we've all experienced that, uh, afternoon, late afternoon tear fest where you think the world, you're really, really convinced the world is falling apart. And then you eat and you're like, oh uh, yeah, everything's actually. Okay. Um, so next step is, uh, you build your safety net and that's basically like your, I've already talked about this, but the, the, the autopilot set of actions, so you're when you're in an emotionally overloaded place, just have the list of those things that you're going to do automatically. It could be just as simple as like I'm going to listen to this podcast and you have it queued up, listen to this podcast. Um, I'm going to do my breathing exercises. Even just taking time for yourself and like blocking that out and knowing it's for you and you are going to take it no matter what as soon as you designate that to yourself and tell yourself, I'm going to protect you no matter what. And you're, you're deserving of that time yourself. It's like that duality thing. Again, yourself will relax a whole lot more because suddenly you are trusted again. You're like, don't worry me. I'm going to protect you when we really need to take some time away. You deserve it. And we're going to do it. And that like you start to build this relationship of trust again, when you start taking good care of yourself. And I think that's, Honestly, it's like 99% of it. You just start taking really good care of yourself and listening to yourself and everything you need to know will just come. It's just a matter of time. So um, number one on my list of steps you need to take if you really want to heal yourself in this area, just decide. Just decide you want it and know that you mean it and don't doubt that. I know that when it's something that's really overwhelming and scary and you feel doubt or worry around what if it doesn't work or what if it takes a lot of time and what if it's expensive and it's like all that stuff is valid, but that is not accurate and it's not founded and it's you don't know. You have no idea. It's not, I can tell you, not as bad as you think it's going to be. And don't go there yet. You're just at the beginning. Only worry about where you are right now and only thing you have to do right now, I can guarantee you, the only thing you need to do in order to heal is just decide you want to. And the rest will come. That's all it takes. Commit to yourself. I recommend looking in the mirror and saying it to yourself because you, it's it's you. You should love you. You should have a relationship with you. Just tell yourself you will commit to taking care of you because You love you, and you deserve to be happy, and it's worth it. I mean, no matter what it entails, I think it's going to be just fine. It's just the fear around it that is making you feel like you don't even want to deal. So just make a promise to yourself that you're going to save yourself. And because you deserve happiness and a great life, and you only get one life, why would you not give yourself the best life possible? You deserve the most wonderful life experience possible and it's it's worth it if anything in your entire life is worth anything your mental health and your balance and your happiness the future of your happiness is worth everything so I know therapy costs money and I know that's always a concern is like can I afford this or what if you know I should be spending on this and forget all that stuff it's the only thing I would say is worth Every penny you have, because what it creates is this solid foundation and this bountiful, just huge beam of light that can do anything. It's just the same thing as when you're happy, you're more empowered. When you heal yourself from the inside out, what you get in return is like you, you, you're like floating on air. You can do anything. You can accomplish a million times more. Everything in your life gets easier. Because you are just one hundred percent. It's like you are working right now with like a broken leg, because you you haven't solved this part of yourself. But once you have all of you, your whole life is going to get better in ways you never would have expected. It. It's going to affect your your person, your friendships, your personal relationships, your romantic relationships, your work relationships, everything. Your entire outlook on your life, your trajectory in your entire life will change, just because you decided that you are worth changing and being happier and, and giving yourself this gift of a relationship with yourself back and loving yourself and trusting yourself and uh and doing it just for the good of your happiness so i want that for you i know i don't know you but i think you of course can do it i mean i know i know you can I know uh, that it's the most important thing in the world. And I know that because you've listened to this, you have already changed. And I know you know that as well. Just by listening to this, you've already moved forward on your path. And so all you have to do now is just keep looking ahead. It's it's like you don't even have to really uh, worry. You just have to keep looking forward. And that's what's so much about personal growth is uh, is just based on not looking at negative, just looking at positive. It's not something you should worry about. It's not something you should feel stressed about. It's just going to happen. The only thing you have to do is decide you want it and and just keep looking at what benefits you. Just keep focusing on the positive. Keep looking at where you want to go. And let go of the rest. And as soon as you start to go into the negative and you start to go into the worry, just stop it. And remind yourself that is wasted energy. You're not going to find any answers there. There's nothing you're going to gain from that. Just look at where you want to go. And that's it. Keep it that simple. Don't worry about what it entails. You're, that'll come naturally. And so all of, I feel like a, a lot of people that have issues with food or about control or people that have grown up in households or with childhood experiences like this usually have, uh, an immense fear of, um, what if, and of the future and trying to preempt and predict and, uh, kind of do damage control before it's happened. And in truth, you have no idea. And all of that worry is pointless. So whatever you think is going to happen and whatever your word is going to happen, just stop it. You don't have any idea and you need to let that energy be directed towards positivity and happiness and being good to yourself and being kind to yourself, being very gentle with yourself because it's never, ever a good idea. It's never going to help you to bully yourself or be mean to yourself. You are your friend and you are your little soul carrier. You're awesome. You are by default awesome and you should never, ever be mean to you. You don't deserve that, and you need to reunite and rekindle your love <laughs> for you. And uh, I know that uh, I know this is a lot to take in, and it can kind of bring up a lot of scary feelings because it's, it's like almost deciding to take on this adventure, and you don't know what's going to be at the end of it. But I can tell you from the other side of a lot of stuff that uh it's not as bad as you think it is and it all will come very naturally all you really have to do is embrace the mission to love yourself and just embrace it wholeheartedly and just stay focused on what you want and that's it as soon as you start to worry just tell yourself to stop and just keep your eyeballs on what you want and just let the rest go only focus on what you want and there's no such thing as impossible. I mean no matter who you are or where you are or what you're going through, I believe that 100% without a doubt. You can be exactly everything you want to be and it will happen. You just have to decide you want it and I think you should have it and uh, I hope this has helped you in some way and I know that even though I don't know you, I care about you I care about your happiness, and I believe you can be anything you want to be, and I believe you will be a success. So, um, with that, I will say, if you like this, share it, or if you if you know somebody that would benefit from it, share it. And uh, I will I will dedicate as much of my time as I can. So, if you want me to address any issues in particular, or if there's something you want to tell me, I'm I'm wide open. Just send me. I am open to receiving um so if you want to find me you can tweet me at sarah may B with two e's sarah with an h and uh or you can visit my website helpmebeme.com or sarahmaybates.com and uh until next time you <laughs>